It is day three of Daf Yud Zayim. We are holding the Gemara on Daf Yud Zayim and about 12 lines down from the top of the page at the start of the Gemara, following the Mishnah that we learned yesterday. When we learned the Mishnah, we explained that sometimes a person is not able to offer his Korban Chagiga or Olasri offering on Shavuos itself. For example, Shavuos falls on a Shabbos. He has to offer it after Shavuos. And when we explained, when we learned the Mishnah, we said, even though after that, after that day, it's no longer Shavuos, the day he might offer those offerings is not Shavuos anymore. Nonetheless, a person has a week after the festival to offer his korbanus. So the Gemara is going to explore this a little bit more. The Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Lazar, Amr Rabbi Shai. Rabbi Lazar said the name Rabbi Shai. Shiva. How do we know that Shavuos has a compensation period for its festival offerings, the Chagiga and Olasra'iyah, for seven days? In other words, for six days plus the day of Shavuos itself, for a full seven days. Shanetimar, as it says in the Torah, in the book of Devarim, three times a year, all the males of the Jewish people should appear before Hashem, on Pesach, on Chag HaMatzos, and Shavuos, and also on Sukkot. So in this Pasuk, Makish Chag HaShavuos, the Chag HaMatzos, the Torah has juxtaposed these festivals to teach you that the festival of Shavuos is compared, is similar to the festival of Matzos, of Pesach, from which we learn, Ma Chag HaMatzos, just like Pesach has a compensation period for its festival offerings for all seven days of the festival, that means if you weren't able to offer one of those Korbanos on the first day of the festival, you have all seven days of Pesach to offer those Korbanos. So so too even though those remaining days of the seven are not actually part of the festival on Shavuos, nonetheless, you can compensate for not being able to bring those korbanos on the first day of the festival by bringing them for the remaining six days, even though those other days aren't actually part of the festival. So the Gemara questions this derivation. The Gemara says, wait a minute, in this Pasuk, all three festivals are mentioned, not just Shavuos and Pesach, but also Sukkot. Why don't we instead say that the Pasuk compares Shavuos to Sukkot? So instead of comparing Shavuos to Pesach, compare it to Sukkot. What is different about Sukkot? So Sukkot is also a seven-day festival, but at the end of Sukkot we also have Shemini Atzeres, an eighth day. And just like on Sukkot, you have a compensation period not for seven days, but for eight days, because you can bring those korbanos, if you didn't bring them in the beginning of Sukkot, you can bring them for the remaining days of the festival, including the eighth day, which is Shemini Atzeres. So Why don't we therefore say that also on Shavuot, you can bring the korbanos for Eight days, not for another six days after the festival, for another seven days after the festival, totaling eight days. In other words, the Gemara says, why are you comparing Shavuos to Pesach to learn out that you can bring the Korbanos for seven days? Instead, compare Shavuos to Sukkot and learn out you can bring the Korbanos for eight days. So the Gemara answers, Shmini Regal Mohu. Because Shmini Atzeres is actually a separate festival, it's not actually part of Sukkot, and unlike your assumption that you can bring the Korbanos, you can compensate for not having brought the Korbanos at the start of Sukkot, you can compensate for doing so all the rest of the festival, including Shmini Atzeres, that's not actually correct, the Gemara says at this stage. The Gemara says, no, you can only actually bring for seven days, even on Sukkot. Shmini Atzeres doesn't count, you can't bring the Korbanos for Sukkot on Shmini Atzeres. And therefore, whether you learn Shavuos out from Pesach, or whether you learn it out from Sukkot, the conclusion is the same. You only have seven days, the day of the festival plus another six days, and that's true both of Pesach and of Sukkot. So the Gemara questions this, the Gemara rejects this, the Gemara says that's just not true. 
When do we say that Shmini, that Shmini Atzeres is a distinct festival? Not with respect to whether you can compensate for not having brought the, the Sukkot offerings earlier in the festival, because actually you can still bring the Sukkot offerings on Shmini Atzeres. When do we say that Shmini Atzeres is a distinct festival? With respect to six things which are represented by the mnemonic Pazer Kashav, Pei Zayin Reish Kuf Shin base, as follows. The Pei stands for Pais, which means a lottery, because on the seven days of Sukkot there was a fixed order to determine which of the 24 groups of Gohan and the Mishmaris would offer the bulls of, all, of each day's Musaf offerings. And since there were 70 bulls altogether and there were 24 Mishmaris, 70 divided by 24 is not a perfect outcome. And therefore it turned out 22 Mishmaris could offer three bulls and two Mishmaris were only able to offer two bulls. But nonetheless, when they got to Shmini Atzeres and there was only one bull to be offered on Shmini Atzeres, they didn't automatically allocate that bull to one of the last two Mishmaris that only had been able to offer two bulls for the rest of Sukkot. They didn't do that. They actually put all the Mishmaris back into the pot, back into the lottery, and any one of them could have offered that bull of Shmini Atzeres. In other words, the pious, the lottery of Shmini Atzeres, was distinct. It was completely separate to the rest of Sukkot. It wasn't considered a whole number of bulls for the whole of Sukkot and Shmini Atzeres to Together. Rather, Sukkos was one lottery and Shmini Atzeres was another lottery and the two had nothing to do with each other. So in that respect, this is the pay of Pazer Kachav. Shmini Atzeres was considered to be a distinct festival. Number two, the Zion stands for Zman. In other words, the Shech Yonu blessing, which is referred to as Zman, called Shech Yonu Vikimonu Vikimonu La Zman There was a, a separate Shech Yonu Bracha on Shmini Atzeres as distinct from Sukkos. It's a separate festival. Number three, Regel. Shmini Atzeres is referred to as an independent festival. It's not called Sukkot. In the Tefillah of Shmini Atzeres, as we know, we insert Be'er Shmini Chag Atzeres as there. We don't, say, we don't call it Sukkot. We call it Shmini Atzeres even in our Tefillahs. So in that respect, it's distinct from Sukkot. Number four, Kashav. So the Kuf of Kashav is Korban. The Musaf offerings of Shmini Atzeres diverge from the pattern of those offered on Sukkot. On the seven days of Sukkot, the number of bulls offered as part of the Musaf offering decreases by one each day, from 13 on the first day down to seven on the last day. But on Shmini Atzeres, as we've said, only a single bull is offered. Similarly, when it comes to the rams and the sheep, on Shmini Atzeres, then there's one ram and seven sheep. But on the rest of Sukkot, we have two rams and 14 sheep. So you see, with respect to the Korbanos, Shemini Atzeres is a distinct festival. The Shin stands for Shir, that the song sung by the Levium during the sacrificial service of Shemini Atzeres is not among those assigned for the different days of Sukkot. So it's a distinct festival in the respect of the Shir, the song of the Levium. And finally, Bey stands for Bracha, the blessing, that on Shemini Atzeres, the people would bless the king in commemoration of the dedication of the temple when the people blessed King Solomon on that date. So in this respect, also Shemini Atzeres is distinct from Sukkot. So with respect to these six things, the Gemara says, that's when we consider Shmini Atzeres to be distinct from the rest of Sukkos. But when it comes to compensation for the offerings, if a person wasn't able to offer his Kormen Chagigo or Olas at the beginning of Sukkos, you can still offer the, those Korbanas even on Shmini Atzeres. Disnan, because we learned in the Mishnah, in this Masechta, on Daftes, the Mishnah said, someone who didn't offer the Chagiga on the first day of Sukkot, and he can offer the Chagiga any time during the whole Yom Tov, even on the last day of the festival, even on Shmini Atzeres. So the Gemara now returns to its original question. This passage says, Why did you learn Shavuos out from Pesach? To say that just like Pesach, if you didn't bring the Chagigo or Olas Ri on the first day, you can bring it for the remaining six days, an entire period of seven days. Instead, learn Shavuos out from Sukkot and learn that you have an additional day. You have not 
seven days to make those offerings, but actually eight days. The first day of the festival plus an additional seven days, eight in total, to include the last day of Yom Tov, Shemini Atzeres. So the Gemara accepts this refutation. The Gemara says, you know what? You could possibly learn out Shavuos from Sukkot. It's true. But Tafasta Maruba lo Tafasta, Tafasta Muat Tafasta. If you seize the larger amount, you may not have seized it at all. If you seize the smaller amount, you have surely seized it. This is a... Um, a parable. Rashi explains a parable. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Anytime you have two options, one of them you could take more and one you can take a bit less. Better to take less. If you have two options here to learn out from a Pasuk, one's going to teach you eight days, one's going to teach you seven days, better take the lesser one. Even if you could have taken the larger amount, but you take the smaller amount, that's all, that's all good. Because you for sure know that the minimum you're, you're entitled to is the smaller amount. And even if you were entitled to the larger amount, okay, so you haven't lost anything by taking the smaller amount because you for sure know that you are, you are due that amount. That amount is, uh, is allocated to you. That amount belongs to you. But if you take the larger amount and you were wrong, and you should have taken the smaller amount and you made the wrong choice, you've then taken against the law you've taken the wrong amount and then it turns out maybe you're going to have to return the full amount so Rashi brings like a parable if you've got an option to take a larger amount or a smaller amount always take the smaller amount because that for sure you know is due to you but if you take the larger amount and it turns out you should have taken the smaller amount you might have to return you might have taken din. you might have taken something that you weren't uh, you weren't really deserving of Similarly here, when you've got more than one way to learn from the Pasuk, better to learn out the smaller one because that's definitely indicated by the Pasuk. Whichever way you learn, you know the smaller amount cannot be wrong. And therefore we, te- we learn Shavuos from Pesach to learn seven days and not from Sukkot to learn eight days because Tafasta Merubalo Tafasta. So the Gemara says, okay, I understand that. But then, For what law is Sukkot mentioned in this Pasuk? We've compared Pesach to Shavuos. Why do we need Sukkot to be mentioned in this Pasuk? So the Gemara answers, Because in one respect, we want to compare Sukkot to Pesach, to learn out the following law. Just like on Pesach, you're required to stay overnight in Jerusalem following the first day of the festival and only go home on the first day of Cholomoed, so to on Sukkot you have to do the same thing and only go home on the first day of Cholomoed. So the Gemara asks, how do we know that's the case, that on Pesach you can't go home before that? How do you know you can't go home on the first night of Cholomoed? Because the Torah says, the Torah says in Devarim, in the morning you can turn back and go to your tents. In other words, you can go home, go back to your tents, go back to your homes across the desert, across the country in the morning. And Rashi says, that can't be talking about the first day of Pesach. In other words, the first day, which is Yom Tov. Because on Yom Tov, you can't travel outside the Tchum. You can't travel outside the boundary. You can't leave. You can't go across the desert, across the country on the first day of Yom Tov. It must be talking about the first day of Cholomod. So on Pesach, you have to stay overnight and go home only on the first day of Cholomod. So too, on Sukkot, you have to stay overnight and go home only on the first day of Cholomod. Moreover, the Rishonim explain... It also can't be talking about the first day of Yom Tov because the person's obligated to appear that day in the Beis HaMikdash and offer the Olas Re'i and the Chagiga. So that's another reason why it must be talking about the first day of Cholomod. And both on, both on Pesach and Sukkot, one has to stay overnight till the first day of Cholomod and only go home then. And that's why Sukkot is mentioned in this Pasuk. We're going to hold it here for today. I wish you all a very good day.